Will Jesus really find faith on the earth when he comes back? Welcome to Rise and Shine, a weekly podcast where we take bite-sized portions of the scriptures and see what God's saying to us, make some relevant and practical application to our lives, and if we do it right, we'll make us better people. Today we look at Luke chapter 18. We try to answer Jesus' question, will he find faith on the earth? You know, being a faithful follower of Jesus is not for the faint of heart. He's told us as much. In Matthew 10 and verse 16, he said, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Sheep among predators. Vicious animals who walk in packs and are predators. This is the the place where Jesus is sending us as his followers. He told us in John 15 and verse 18, The world has hated and rejected me, so don't be surprised when it hates and rejects you too. Being a faithful follower of Jesus is not for the faint of heart. Christians need to have some fight in them. We need to have some faith, some courage. Some zeal. When we look at Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8, we hope to notice and ask the question do we have a determined faith facing a secular society? This little Devo is about prayer and justice and endurance, it's about zeal and courage and faith. Answering the question, will he really find faith on the earth? So let's look at this. Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them, that men ought always to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who didn't fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. She came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And He would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said? And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them swiftly. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? First thing I want to notice is this judge. This judge who perverts justice. Verse 1 and 2. It's stated that he does not fear God nor respect man. This judge doesn't fear God. That means the standard of right and wrong, ethical standards, principled stands, truth are all crumpled up and thrown in the garbage and taken to the curb. They're all gone. They're not a part of his judgment, they're not a part of his justice as a judge. 
The second thing we need to see is the fact that he doesn't respect man. Well, that follows. If you are not one who fears God, it just follows that you won't respect man. There will be no fear of God. Therefore, there is no value to life. There's no right and wrong, and human beings are reduced to glorified animals. There is no respect of man. Well, this follows. This is one worldview where there is no God. And if there is no God, there is no truth, there is no right and wrong, there is no principled stand, there is then no respect of man. No wonder, as Jesus contrasts this with a biblical worldview, when he talks about the greatest command, we notice where he starts. Well, the greatest command in the Bible is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first and the greatest command, is to love God not with a little bit, but with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. That's every part of your being. And you, as you draw closer to God, then it just follows then that you will love the things that he loves. You will love your neighbor as yourself. You will have respect for the sanctity of life. You will respect your fellow human beings, regardless of skin color or gender or social status. None of that will matter. You will respect man. You will love your neighbor as yourself. But here we have in this text a, a judge that doesn't fear God. And as a result, he does not respect man. And so he will inevitably be corrupt in his justice, and he will be corrupt in his treatment of human beings. And so first thing we see is perverted justice. Now, here we have a woman, secondly, in verse 3, that is a widow. And this widow will not take no for an answer. Why does he use a widow? Jesus would often take these people who are marginalized by society. That could be publicans, that could be Samaritans, Gentiles, and in this case, widows. Yeah, widows were marginalized. They didn't have, uh, in this particular society, if you look, if you look at both Old Testament and New, I am convinced there is a hot place in hell for those who would take advantage or hurt um, widows and the fatherless. It's not just James 1.27, but there are other places, both Old and New Testament, that indicate that widows were some of the most vulnerable in society. As human beings do, they corrupt God's system. It was God's system to have a woman standing by the side of man equal to him. It was God's view to raise up women. You find in Proverbs 31 that God's woman will be um, lifted up and called blessed by her husband, and her children will bless her. She will 
be highly esteemed in the family unit, but it was man who corrupted that system. And women became almost second-class citizens, and certainly widows who didn't have a man to defend them or stand up for them. If their husband died, it was likely that the, the widow was left with nothing and her home would be taken. And it wasn't a very pleasant place. These were some of the most vulnerable in society, both Old and New Testament. They would hold no leverage or levers of power, no political power, no influence. And so she was behind the eight ball. She was, she, the, you know, society was stacked against her. The deck was stacked against her. And even having said that, even if there's this uphill battle, this widow would not take no for an answer. She, in other words, had some fight in her. She was going to pursue what was right. There was an injustice that was done. And even though the cards were stacked against her, she faced an uphill climb. She was going to fight. This, I believe, is the point. We're told by Jesus time and again that as Christians, we are going to face some corrupt systems. We're going to be sent out as sheep among wolves. We're told that we're going to be hated and rejected. We're told that sometimes the, the cards are going to be stacked against us. It may be that we face an uphill climb. Maybe we have to face the corruption of a secular society that doesn't fear God. But are we going to have faith? Are we going to be persistent? Are we going to pursue justice anyway? Are we going to lean on God and pray and not faint? Are we going to be zealous for good works? Are we going to show courage? Are we going to have some backbone, some fight in us? In other words, are we going to have faith to pursue what is right in a society that has gone so wrong? We have a woman here who's setting an example for us of having some faith, having some backbone. I want us to notice, not only do we have a perverted judge and a persistent widow, but we also have the positive results in verse 4 and 5. She wasn't going to take no for an answer. And while he, the judge, would not for a while get justice for this lady, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest her continually coming weary me. Because she won't stop bothering me, she's going to wear me out. She's going to keep on coming. She's going to keep on asking. She's going to keep on pursuing justice and what's right. Because it's the right thing to do. And for a while, the judge wouldn't do it, but he got tired of listening. And this unjust judge, who had no regard for man, finally broke down and gave in and gave her exactly what she wanted, justice. Even though it was an uphill climb, it was still a positive result. And I think that's the key. 
as faithful followers of Jesus, having our minds being, you know, spiritually minded and seeking those things are above and being heavenly minded. Still, we live in a society where a lot of people are secular in nature, where there's lots of corruption on every level, and we just need to keep on asking. We need to keep on seeking. We need to keep on knocking. We need to keep on praying and not fainting and not giving up, throwing in the towel, raising the white flag. As followers of Jesus, we continue the fight for right, fighting the good fight of faith because it's the right thing to do. Now, Let's finish this thing out with the points we need to ponder, verses 6 through 8. Jesus said, Did you hear what the just, or did you hear what the unjust judge said? Did you hear it? Even though he doesn't regard man, even though he's not really interested in truth or right, he just wants this woman to stop pestering him. He's going to give in and do what's right. He's just going to go ahead and do it because it's the right thing to do. Now, Jesus says, if an unjust judge is willing to do what's right, think about how much better it's going to be with God who is always just. And that's what he says in verse 7. And shall not God avenge his own, his own elect to cry out to him day and night? And he is patient with them. They're pursuing in the morning in the afternoon and the evening. They are pursuing what is right. They're fighting the good fight of faith, and that includes praying and not fainting. That is a zealous, courageous faith. It is pursuing what is right because it's the right thing to do. If an unjust judge can do the right thing, how much more can we trust God to hear his own people who talk to him day and night and will not faint and will not quit, but keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. And this is the question that Jesus is asking. And when I come back, am I going to find this kind of faith? Or am I going to find a group of people who just kind of shrivel up and go away and quit and don't want to get in the fight? Or am I going to find some folks who got some backbone and have some faith and will not weary? Even though the the stack may be um, the deck may be stacked against them, or maybe if it feels like an uphill climb, or you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, even though this might be the situation, am I going to find some folks who got some fight in them and some faith and some backbone? Am I when I return? Am I really going to find this kind of faith that will not faint? but keep on fighting. That's the question Jesus is asking. So as we bring this episode to a close, that's the question we are asking. If he is to return today, is he going to find his followers having determination and courage and zeal in their prayer life and in their faith or are they going to be feeling sorry for themselves and say, well, the world's so corrupt and the world's so dark and everything's against us, and so we're just going to quit and give in? 
Or are we going to keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking, and keep on pursuing that which is right and have a faith that is strong? That's the question. When Jesus returns, will he really find faith that will not faint and give up? And so that's it for now. Remember, please like and share and leave us a comment. Until next time, my friends. Until next time. Thank you.